Okay, so in today's episode, I'm talking all about virtual assistants and remote workers' wages. Like, how much should you pay somebody? And also, what other things should you do for them? I've talked about bonuses in a previous episode, but so now we're going to expand onto some other different aspects of rewarding people. How do you appraise them? How do you? Uh, how much do you uh, pay them? Uh, do you give them holidays, for example? All those extra things that you need to be aware of when you are working with people on a contract basis, which aren't so relevant when you're on employment because that's also taken care of by employment your law and also because of industry norms. But when you're delving into the world of virtual assistants and you're working with people on a project basis, sometimes these are more gray as in you don't know exactly what you should be doing. Hopefully this episode will help you and give you some guidance on how we do it in our company. So the question is this, how do entrepreneurs like us who don't have an endless supply of cash, how do we leverage the best apps, virtual assistants, automation tools and systems to scale our businesses, increase our profits and have more time to do what we love to do each day? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Dr. Steve Day and this is Systemize Your Success. Okay, so we've been hiring people from places like the Philippines and South Africa and uh, India and South America for about six years now. We've had around 35, 36, 37 people, something like that, over over that period of time. And some of those people have stayed for a long time. Some of them have stayed for uh, months and some of them stayed for weeks or days. And we've learned a lot in all of those experiences and a lot about how to bring people on board, how to pay them what they are worth to give so they feel they are um, getting a good bang for their buck in terms of the time that they actually give to you and that you're getting good return on your investment for the amount you pay them relative to where they live and therefore they get good quality of life. You can get a really good deal on the uh, work that you're paying for and everyone sort of wins as a result. So um, in this episode, I'm going to really walk through the lessons that I've learned, but also give you some really good uh, clear advice on exactly how you should go about structuring or how you could or can go about structuring this and what things to think about when you're hiring people from other countries abroad. Now, I've done quite a lot of research into this. I was quite worried when I first got into the world of um, hiring people from abroad and when looking at the disparity in the wages that people were you know, suggesting that I should be offering to hiring, say, from someone from the Philippines, for example. And when back way back when, sort of six years ago, there was people, if you put a, a job posting up there, people would offer their services for like $1 an hour. And that sort of made me quite uncomfortable. It didn't seem like enough to actually, you know, sort of live on, even in, you know, a different country. It's a, hu- a very, very low amount of money. So, so I live in the UK. Oh, I, my company's in the UK. I live in Sweden, I should say. Um, but so like 70p an hour, it doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem possible to live on that. And actually, when you do some research, and I have done, I have a blog post on my website, which you can go and check out if you're interested in knowing the statistics of behind the research that I did. But actually, $1 an hour isn't really enough for a family to live off if they only have one person working. So I think that is too low. And it was too low back then. It's definitely too low now because the cost of living has gone up. And also the average wages for virtual assistants in countries like that have gone up significantly over the past few years. Um, But if you start paying somebody what you would pay them in, say, the UK or I live in Sweden or if you live in the United States and paying the average wage for your home country, you might be really overpaying them 
for the work that they're actually doing based on where they live. Now, you have to make a decision if that bothers you, if you actually want to pay someone way, way more than they should be getting paid uh, for a similar type of employment in their own country, or whether you're gonna um, pay them in line with you know other people who, who they uh, where they live, or you're gonna pay them in line with where you work. Now, there are big companies that pay the same amount of money wherever their employees live. And um, Basecamp, they've got a book about this. I've read it in their book. I don't know if it's still true, but it was when they wrote their book. They pay the same amount of money wherever their employees live. So if their employees choose to live in a country with a very low cost of living, then they will live like kings or queens. Whereas if they choose to live in a very high cost country like Switzerland, then they would probably not do so well. So it's sort of up to the person where they live. Now, you have to make a decision which way you're gonna go. The way that I chose to go is to pay people a good wage above the average based on the country that the person lives in. And if you're wondering what that should be, um, I only know really for the Philippines and the UK because those are the two main countries I work with. I do also have a web developer based in um, India, or in, sorry, in Pakistan. And I do also have a web, uh, a marketing person based in South Africa. But my main employees, employment, employees, sorry, are based in the Philippines and the UK. And in the Philippines, we typically pay a starting wage for a general admin assistant of around three dollars or five, sorry, three pounds or roughly four dollars an hour. And that goes up depending on their experience and how much they've worked with us. Um, I know some of our clients do start a little bit lower than that. And I found that if we offer that sort of rate, we get a really high caliber of person. So roughly yeah, three pounds or five, four or five dollars maximum as a starting rate for a general virtual assistant. And if from the UK, I would be paying at least 15 pounds, one five pounds, uh, that's roughly around $20 um, for somebody to actually come and work with me on a PA or a different, or on a uh, as employee or as a contractor in the UK as well. Bear in mind that this person is gonna be paying all their own taxes, they're gonna pay their own national insurance, and therefore we need to pay them a little bit more than you'd pay somebody, say, on an employment contract, because they need to take care of all of that side of things themselves. And so it makes it easier for us as employers because we don't have to deal with that sort of stuff, but they then have to actually be able to pay that. And just bear in mind, I'm not an employment lawyer. I can't give any legal advice on this stuff, but be very careful about employing people from the UK if you employ them on a full-time basis or even a permanent basis for more than three months, say, um, with, if they are not able to work for other companies because you could end up being liable for national insurance and, and basically they are your employee even if you even if you say they're not. If someone works for you exclusively um, or primarily for you, then they are classed as your employee. So you have to be very careful with that. Uh, but I'm not employment law, so you have to go and figure that out for yourself uh, if that is something you need to worry about. And depending on where you live and your, your company space, you need to make sure if this advice I'm giving you is sound. I can't be held responsible, unfortunately. Okay, so... When we are doing our recruitment, we don't just go out there often and say, we're gonna pay $5 an hour for this job. We give a range, or we just say, what would you expect to get paid? So we may say, depending on if it's a senior position, we may give it a range, but for, an, for a general admin assistant, we actually normally just say, what would you expect to be paid on an hourly rate? And then the person can put in whatever they want. And then, on the back end of this, when we're assessing their application to come and work for us, we just eliminate anybody who's put a wage, their preferred starting rate, above 
our maximum preferred starting rate. And it automatically or self eliminates people that are charging more than we're willing to pay. So it doesn't matter what country they're in. If we say we're only gonna pay $5 an hour for a starting rate, wherever they are in the world, if someone puts less than $5, they'll be in for a, you know, a chance of getting the job. If they put more than five, they won't. And that just keeps it very, very simple. We then really recruit on people's uh, attitude and skills Rather, sorry, we, we recruit on people's um, attitude rather than purely on their skills as well. So when we're doing the recruitment, I've talked about recruitment loads, I'm not gonna go into a lot of details, but um, we, we are looking for people who have the aptitude and the ability to learn and progress. And that's why most of the people we start at, we start at general assistant level. Now, there are gonna be exceptions to that, of course there are, and in your company there may well be exceptions where you need to hire somebody with previous experience. But we like to bring people in, because we're a very systemized company, because we have operation manuals and guides for pretty much everything we do in our business, bringing somebody in is just a case of training them up in our systems. So we can get people in at quite a cost-effective rate, train them up rapidly to become really effective and valuable members of our team, and actually keep our costs down for a longer period than if we say had to hire an expert in as well. So that's how we can hire at maybe a lower rate than some other companies can because we are so well documented and systemized. And then we retain people based on their performance. And if we retain them, then we give them pay um, increases in line with our company policies. And a couple of things that we do regarding their pay. Firstly, we do appraisals, typically six monthly. Um, you might choose to do uh, three monthly or you might choose to do annual. And during that appraisal, we look at how, you know, their ability to engage the company in line with our company values. So for example, we want people in our company that are providing solutions to problems, not creating problems. So we don't want people coming to meetings like, in despair and, you know, causing issues and, you know, throwing problems back at me when I you know as the, uh, I give someone some challenge to go and figure out and they come back with more challenges. That's not the kind of person we want. So we actually reward people in terms of their appraisal to if they are the type of person who brings solutions rather than bringing problems. And we like people to be independent thinkers. We actually have one of our values based around the book Poke the Box by Seth Godin because it's a great book which explains the idea that the more you have a go at something, the more you fail, the more you pod, prod the box, as it says, the more you actually tinker with things, then the more likely you are of finding a great way of doing something or better way of doing something. So we reward that, that independent action-taking type attitude as well. And you need to think about what you're going to have in your appraisals. So part of our payment, uh, part of our uh, wages plan, I should say, is that we increase it. And that's why I'm talking about appraisals now, because we bring people at a base level, we then increase it based on the time they're with us and also their ability to perform at the certain levels. For example, the things I've just mentioned before. Another thing we do is at 30 days or whatever the end of your appraisal period, sorry, your um, trial period for your member of staff coming in. So we always suggest that people have a trial period. Maybe it's a week, maybe it's two weeks, maybe it's a month. And at the end of that, we like to have a nominal pay rise. So everybody who survives our trial period through our probation period gets a 5% pay rise. It doesn't matter what they started on. It's just a way to say like a golden handshake. You've made it. You're in the company. You're part of the club now. Here you go. Here's 5% more than you expected. It's a really good way, I think, to start the relationship off. And it's quite a big 
increase of 5% increase on after one month, it's a really nice way to kick things off. And then our, uh, as I've mentioned before, our, we have appraisals, which um, influence the pay rises going forward. Also, just length of time in the company. We like to reward people being in the company. We wouldn't keep them in the company if they were no good. So therefore, we um, reward them for sticking around. And also in line with inflation as well. So if we know inflation's skyrocketing, then we may uh, have a tweak of our, um, our pay increases on a six-monthly or annual basis. So other things we do for wages is we take into account that actually we give quite a lot of bonuses in terms of um, extra pay along on top of what we're paying them as a base wage so even if you know some people may think oh you know paying three pounds an hour or five dollars an hour that's a really low starting rate well actually it's a pretty good rate for the countries we pay in anyway but when you add into the fact we actually give them quite a big bonuses on top then it actually ends up being a pretty decent wage so one of the bonuses that we give is our 13 month pay and this is something that in the philippines is actually a legal obligation for filipino companies now we're not a filipino company we don't have a legal obligation to give this but we feel that it's a it's an appropriate thing to do because um, other companies in the Philippines do this. And so it's basically just a Christmas bonus. And it's like at the end, in beginning of December, we just work out, you know, what's their average wage per month been over the past 12 months? And we give them a cash lump sum for that. So if they worked for us for 12 months previously, they'll basically just get an extra month's pay. Uh, and that way they get a nice Christmas bonus. They can go and treat the family. They can, you know, do whatever they need to do um, over the Christmas and have some fun. And, we, and the other thing we do in line with this is we give time off, paid time off. Because um, I know in, in the early days before I did this, I used to have staff and they just work and work and work. They never ask for a day off. And then you realize the reason they're asking for the day off is they don't want to lose the wage. So we actually force people to take time off. We don't allow people just to you know, continue working indefinitely. We want people to wind down and take time off. And the way that they do that is if we pay them to have that time off. And so we give X number of days off or bonus days as we call them each year and they can use that for bank bank holidays for holiday just general holidays or for if they're sick as well so they can actually get paid when they're actually uh taking time off for being ill health or looking after family members or some emergency that needs to take time off for they can actually get paid and use their bonus days and the way we do that is we give one extra bonus day for every eight hours that somebody works for us and that way they can then um the more hours they work the more time they get off. So it's a win-win. If they do overtime, they get extra time off, uh, extra pay time off as well. So that works out nicely. And there are other bonuses and things you can give them. Um, you could be clever and think, okay, what, uh, interview your staff and think what is the you know, stuff that's really important to them in line with their values. So I know one of my clients, for example, um, one of his staff really performed well and he knew that one of their lifetime, lifelong dreams was to go to, I think it was to Paris, I can't remember now, or to travel Europe or something. And he basically bought them, him, him, her and her wife, uh, her husband, sorry, he bought them tickets, return tickets to, to Paris or something along the line. So he found out what was in like important to her in line with her values and then gave her that bonus because she'd performed so well rather than just giving her a, a lump sum so it's a thought about a gift and i think that was a really nice idea and something that i'm i'm uh, you can borrow as well um other things that you can do are things like um healthcare if you want people to stick around 
in your company and they live in a country where health insurance isn't provided uh, by from the state. So in the UK, we get the NHS. So it's actually um, health insurance isn't such a big thing. But if in many countries around the world, the health service is far under the level of, say, the NHS. And so offering somebody health insurance as part of the package they get when they're working with you is a massive, massive bonus, especially if you include their family. So if you want someone to stick around for the long term, you think you know they're a great employee and actually you want to stick around, then giving them and their family uh, you know, life, uh, sorry, health insurance cover could be a really good way to, to incentivize them to stick around. Um, obviously, hopefully they enjoy working for you anyway, so it's just a bonus rather than sort of trying to, trying to trap them in. Cool. Um, I talked about appraisals. What else want I talk about? Yeah, I mean, that, that's really it, really, from my point of view of, of purely about how we get people in, how much we pay our staff, how we think about the amount we're going to pay them. Again, I said, look at my blog if you want some more information on this on systemsandoutsourcing.com blog. And um, also how we appraise people, how we give them bonuses, how we give them, um, incentivize them, and some other ideas for you all around wages and employing people who are based on a contractual basis. And again, I must just say, disclaimer, I am not in any legal position to give you advice on anything to do with uh, wages or employment law. Please do seek your own personal financial, not financial, your own personal professional advice on that as well. My final words are always pay above the average and then you'll get above the average employees. Reward people in line with your values, but give rewards in line with their values and on that i'll say thank you very much indeed if you enjoyed this episode please do leave me a quick review let me know your take-homes from this if you would be kind enough to uh, also leave us a rating that would be fantastic and do subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes thanks very much Thank you so much for joining me and listening to this episode. I'm well aware there are hundreds of great business podcasts out there and you chose to listen to this one and for that, I am truly grateful. Hopefully what you heard today took you one step closer to building a successful business so you can share your passion with the world and serve an ever-growing number of people. If you got value out of today's episode, then so will someone else you know. By sharing with others what has helped you along your way, you will grow your influence and be the guy or girl that everybody wants to know. So please hit the share button right now and also remember to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss future episodes. It's impossible for me to cover absolutely everything in these podcasts. So please do head over to systemizeyoursuccess.com right now and download the show notes, transcriptions and some of my best frameworks and systems for free. Thanks again for tuning in and being a part of this amazing community. Until next time, this is Dr. Steve Day and you've been listening to Systemize Your Success. Your Success.